Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Welcome to Love Rules, everybody. Our sermon today is called Quenching Our Thirst. The text, Isaiah 55, 1 through 6, and then Matthew 5, verse 6. Isaiah 55, Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you that have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money on that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen so that you may live. I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. See, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and a commander for the people. See, you shall call nations that you do not know, and nations that do not know you shall run to you. Because the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. And Matthew, the fifth chapter, the sixth verse Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. You can just see this prophet standing in a crowded marketplace, very animated, very focused. Perhaps he's set up a cart or a stand as he shouts this eager invitation to the many passers-by to partake of the most desirable human nourishment. Step right up. There's bread, there's wine, there's rich food, a banquet of abundant fare. But note that Isaiah begins with the offering of an essential, a necessity. Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. Water, the most fundamental of physical needs. Our bodies could not survive without it. They say you can go without food for up to 40 days, depending on the situation, but without water, you could probably last no longer than three. And that would be a stretch. We would be nothing without water. Yet most of us don't drink enough. It saddens me when I see kids on city streets just filling their tummies with sodas. Soda is the worst thing to drink on hot days. With its phosphoric acid and caffeine content, it actually steals water from the body. Not to mention the sugar content that leads to diabetes, cardiovascular disease, heart attacks. But we live in a culture that is so good at marketing merchandise that If we don't teach our kids the truth, they won't understand how to really quench their thirst. And because God's physical realm always has a spiritual parallel, we know as our bodies thirst, so do our souls. Isaiah says, come to the waters. Isaiah is very concerned about spiritual thirst. His invitation to the nation of Israel is filled with consolation and hope as he unfolds God's promise of the abundance of blessings through the Messiah who is yet to come. There's a sense of urgency in his call. Isaiah is concerned that God's people know the difference between a want and a need. Why do you labor for that which does not satisfy? Come to the waters. 
one of the biggest obstacles to quenching our true thirst, the thirst in our souls, is understanding the difference between a want and a need. It's one of God's principles that applies both spiritually and physically. Your body's 60% water. If you don't get enough water, your blood count decreases, your heart has to pump harder. Dehydration can lead to serious problems. Isaiah knew that God's people need God. You get the sense that the crowd around Isaiah is not even paying attention to him. Preachers know what I'm talking about. There are too many distractions. The nation of Israel wants to go its own way. Its people want to worship what they want to worship when they want to worship. Sometimes it may be the God of Abraham. Sometimes it's an idol. They don't take God's commandments seriously. They practice their politics and commerce without God. They want to trust themselves and their own understanding of what's important in life. But Isaiah says, you need God first. Jesus himself says, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. The biggest criticism of the advertising industry that I believe is well-founded accuses marketers of not just understanding consumer needs, but actually creating and manipulating those needs. That's why the little kids in my neighborhood will see those soda commercials and think they need soda. Now, this can get real deep. We look around us in this world and think we need all this material stuff to make us feel better or more beautiful. But really, that's not a need. That's a want. Our real longing is divinely activated. It's based on a spiritual thirst. God has placed that thirst in our souls. Everything the Creator creates is to draw us to Him. The Bible says the heavens declare the glory of God. God's eternal power and divine nature are clearly perceptible all around us on the ocean with a sunrise with the birth of a newborn baby. But until we recognize the difference between wants and needs, we settle for so little. We try to fill up this divine hole with vacations or new clothes or new stuff. Now, I'm not saying it's wrong to want new things. Just know the difference between wants and needs. And this is not just a message for folks who don't know God. One of the biggest misconceptions in our faith is that once we give our lives to Christ, once we've joined the church and memorized the purpose statement and paid a few tithes, we've nothing else to do. (laughs) But that is so far from the truth. I worked in Africa for 11 years of my life, and this is like living on the Nile River in East Africa and staying on the shore to draw your water. Oh, no, no, no. You better go out into the deep where the water is clean and pure and fresh. To become complacent in your faith walk, to accept where you are right now as all you will ever be, oh, that's a horrible state of life. A.W. Tozer, a great man of God and a God who is still one of my mentors, once wrote that complacency is a deadly foe of all spiritual growth because complacency allows sin to creep in. That's when you start taking God for granted. Acute desire must be present, or there will be no manifestation of Christ to his people. You have to desperately want God and desperately seek God. Like the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul longs for you. My soul thirsts for God, for a living God. How? Isaiah gives some very specific instructions. He says, come to the waters, incline your ears, listen, see and seek. There is action, there is movement, there is a process on our part that involves drawing nearer to God. 
The more we drink from the waters of Jesus through study and prayer and fellowship, the more we are blessed. You see, the blessing is in the process. You know, we love to welcome new members to Roxbury Presbyterian roles, but not just because we have our numbers increase, which is a big thing because we're a small church. But when anybody joins our community of faith, we get excited because their presence means that we all now share in this new adventure with God. Matthew 5, 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. To desire God is to desire righteousness. Now, that's a lifelong process to be right with God. And and it's a process that we stumble, we fall, we step back. But I believe the sin is when you stop trying. You see, I am one of those those sinners who, who always reminds my congregation, as I remind you, I stumble all the time. And I don't think that that's the problem. David stumbled all the time, but God had a heart for David, because David constantly sought God. We think we can fill our hole these days with with so much stuff. You know, the richer you get, sometimes I wonder if that's the very thing that can pull you away from God, filling that hole with stuff when our hearts really desire this closeness with Jesus. And it's, it takes time. It takes work. It takes discipline. It takes early morning prayer. It takes fellowship at a, at a deeper level. I know people that come to church, and it's a small church, and nobody knows anybody. I'm not talking about Rock's Prez, okay? But there are some churches that people don't even get to know each other. But God calls us into relationship. That's how we can learn who God is through each other. Come to the waters. You you want to be desiring to know God in every one of life's experience, to desire righteousness, to learn how to do right. You know, the world will lead you to wrong very easily. To do right often takes a bit of effort, often takes a bit of separation, but God has called us to be separate, to be holy, to stand out. It's a lifelong shared process. And the best part is, the closer we grow to God, the more we want God. The more you seek God, the more you find God. And the more you find God, the more you seek him. God's desires will become our desires, and our will will grow to do God's will in our community. We don't ever want to become so comfortable or so focused on self that we forget the blessing of building righteous relationships with God and with each other. Oh, this hole can be filled, my friends, but only with God. Come to the waters. Let us pray. God, we are like deer who are desperate for streams of water. We are thirsting for you and only you. So, Lord, I just ask you to fill us up. Just fill us up today so that we can know you a little better. Just a little better. 
just a little more each day. And we'll give you all the glory and all the praise in the blessed name of Jesus. Amen. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. And we are thrilled to extend this special invitation to join us for our fall revival when we proclaim These Bones Shall Live, October 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, starting at 7 p.m. at Roxbury Presbyterian Church.